0: On this episode, you will learn three retirement strategies that are still available now after the end of the the calendar year. We'll go into the only triple tax-free strategy. What is the holy grail of retirement vehicles? In my opinion, of course. And we'll wrap up with the major perk of solo 401ks. As always, if this episode helps you, brings you value, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money. Each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business, tax, and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Pat Darby. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Build Your Wealth Muscle. We haven't had a guest in a while, and so we're definitely due for one. One of the reasons I I mentioned one of my previous podcasts is because we are trying to, or not we, I'm trying to build a little studio or go to a studio so that it's, we utilize the video format and it just looks a little bit, a little bit cooler than my setup at my office. But I need to get back to that because I like having other business owners on or experts that can help you guys out. But today is a solo episode, as you can see from clicking on it. We're going to go into the retirement strategies, which are still available for 2023. So I'm recording this February of 2024. And I call this like tax overtime. I don't know if anyone else calls it that, but that's what I call it because all the tax strategies from 2023, most of them are all in the books, meaning. There has to be a paper trail for what you were going to do as a tax strategy. So if you didn't do it by December 31st, you can't do it. There are a few exceptions, and a lot of times those are dealing with retirement plans. And those still have flexibility. So you still have until April 15th for the things that we're going to discuss today. And, And the last one we'll go over actually extends past April 15th. But if you're looking for tax deductions or at least tax-free growth, all the things we're going to talk about today are going to be applicable there. So again, I call it tax overtime. I don't know what other people call it, but that that window between January 1st and April 15th, where you still can do very minimal, but more than nothing to positively benefit your 2023. So let's let's dive in. So the first one is your health savings account, which I talk about pretty frequently, even though that Topic tends to be on the boring side, as per my engagement analytics. Okay. So for the HSA, quick background on it. It stands for health savings account. If you have a high deductible health plan, you're allowed to take a tax deduction to put money into a retirement account, which is a health. Well, I shouldn't call it a retirement account, but I purposely like using that term because that's the misconception with it with a health savings account, is that it's just used for medical, which is true, except. You can invest it. So if you're making these contributions and you're a young, healthy person, and maybe you you don't have very many bills, or if you do, maybe years before you use this, you can invest it and that arbitrage can grow for decades. For 2023, as long as the plan was established, you can still make your 2023 contributions up until April 15th, of 2024. And what's cool about a health savings account is that this is a retirement account that gives you a tax deduction with no income phase out. You can make $10,000 a year or $10 million a year, and it doesn't matter. You can still make this contribution. And so as a single individual for 2023, you can put $3,850. And again, that's a write-off on your tax return. As a family, it's double. $7,750 seven seventy seven hundred and fifty dollars now, I'll just give you the the twenty twenty three numbers and the twenty twenty four numbers because if you just establish your plan in twenty twenty four and you want to get started, you can start putting into your twenty twenty four account and you can do up to forty one fifty single and then family is always going to be double for the hSA so a family can do eighty three hundred and so those those are i I really like those because they're the only retirement account. And again, I know it's, it's used for medical, like that's how you can pull the money out using having a qualified medical. But it's the only thing that I know of, I should say probably it's the only thing, that's completely triple tax free. What do I mean by that? Well, if you put the money in, I shouldn't say if, when you put the money in, you get a tax deduction, then like other retirement accounts, it grows tax free. And then when you pull the money out, assuming you use that money for a qualified medical expense or a reimbursement of a qualified medical expense that you paid personally, then the money comes out tax-free. So tax-free in, tax-free growth, tax-free out. The other accounts don't do that. If, if it's a Roth IRA, the ta- you pay the tax before you get in. Then the other two are tax-free. If it's a traditional IRA, the first two, it goes in with a deduction, it grows tax-free, but on the way out, you get hit with tax. So again, when the HSA is the only one that's triple tax-free, as long as you're willing to stay in the lanes and use it for medical. And this is one of the reasons I think it's overlooked, because young, healthy people, you have a lot of time on your hands for these accounts when you're young and you're healthy and you're barely using the doctor to take these deductions, let the money grow. And then if you're fortunate enough that you don't really use it very often, when you hit retirement age, you could start pulling it out for your Medicare benefits. Or unfortunately, when you get older, you might actually have medical bills. And so the entire time you can be investing this money. And if you pull the money out for non medical or you die with money in the account, it goes to your beneficiaries just like a regular traditional IRA. So I'm a big fan of these. But to reiterate, you have two more months, give or take, to. Fully fund 23 and get the tax deduction. All right, now let's get into the traditional IRA. Now, I just talked about it briefly. A traditional IRA, you put the money in, you get a tax deduction. The money grows tax-free. The first two, tax-favorable. The third leg is when you try to pull the money out in retirement, you're going to pay tax on every dollar that comes out. It's going to get hit at whatever the, your tax bracket is that year. So that's why I don't have a, an opinion on it. I'm just letting you know. That's how these work. And so for 2023, if you were to make your contribution, it's $6,500 and you have until April 15th to put that $6,500 in and you'll get that as a tax deduction. Now, unlike the HSA, a traditional IRA has income phase outs. So what does that mean? It means if you are outside of their phase out range, you can still put the money in However, you lose the tax deduction. There's a lot of negatives to that, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but let me just explain what the phase-outs are so you understand. A single individual, if you make more than $83,000 last year, you phase out of the IRA. If you're married filing joint, the phase-out is, and I'm sorry, I should mention that's if you have uh, a qualified plan that you're, that you're using. So there's some people who, if you have access to a qualified plan, These phase-outs are going to mean that you can use the IRA, but you don't get the tax deduction for it. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, then what's the point? And I'm going to get back to this in a minute because I agree with you. Because the challenge you're going to run into is if you have non-deductible money and you start commingling it with your regular IRA that you took the deduction, it's on you to track that. Because inside of your IRA, if you've got both, you're starting to build a little bit of a basis there, meaning that some of the dollars have never paid tax. Other dollars had paid tax on $6,500. And now the growth is a percentage and things like that. So it gets messy, but that contribution is 6,500. Now I got I want to get back to the, the phase outs because they're going to play a part in the next one as well. The next one is the Roth IRA. Now I talked about this a lot as well, getting back to the three-legged scenarios of tax. For the Roth, on the way in, you pay tax. There's no deduction. So that's where the taxation occurs. Again, like I said, the HSA is the only one that's triple tax-free. On the traditional IRA, you, you don't get hit with tax until you, the third leg, when you pull the money out. In the Roth IRA, you get hit right away. Getting the money in is where the taxation occurs. When it is growing inside of it, no tax. When you pull it out, no tax. So that's what, why when you can, in my opinion, the Roth IRA is like the the holy grail of retirement accounts because you have no clue what your tax rate's going to be in retirement. Not not just because in theory, like a lot of financial firms will say, well, you know, you're going to have less income, which is likely for a lot of people. But if you're listening to this, you're a business owner, so it's certainly not your goal to be making the least money ever in retirement. So you don't know what your income bracket's going to be, and you're certainly not rooting for it to drop just because you want to pay less taxes. You might want that income stream to be tax favorable, which is different, but you're not certainly not rooting for yourself to like be in retirement and have no income. So but on top of that, you just don't know where the tax rates are. The devil you know of today's tax rate versus the devil you don't know what the tax rate will be in 30, 40 years. So that's why, in my opinion, the, the Roth IRA is the holy grail. And the, the third... Reason I think it's the holy grail is because depending on what you're doing with your money, if you are, if you're like an Alex Hermosi, for example, and maybe he's using his Roth IRA, and again, I have no clue. I don't, I don't know Alex, but I have no clue if he even has an IRA, but I'm using this as an example. Most people listening to me probably are well aware of how great of an entrepreneur he is. Let's say he was making some of his investments in his Roth IRA, and with all of his skill sets, those businesses are exploding to the moon, he's getting a very above average rate of return inside of a vehicle that he'll never pay taxes again. Comparatively, if he was doing that with traditional IRA money, he would have taken a deduction on a small portion of money and then grew it into something phenomenal. And that's when the taxation occurs. So if you're an entrepreneur or you're doing something with your investments with your IRA, sorry, with your Roth IRA, And for you personally, you're getting a higher rate of return because of your skill set. Then the Roth is a a much more favorable situation for you because you're paying taxes on the seed, not on the tree that you grew. So, but the uh, Roth IRA being the holy grail, the challenge is you have income limits again. So, what does that mean? If you make more than a hundred fifty-three thousand dollars as a single individual, you're not allowed to put money into a Roth IRA. If you're married and you're filing joint, and you make more than 222000 in 2023, you're not allowed to fund an IRA. Now, that's the rule. Now, here's the way you get around that rule. You might have been familiar with the term backdoor Roth IRA. What that refers to is you put money into a traditional IRA, you don't take the tax deduction, and then you roll it into a Roth IRA. You do a conversion. That's called the the backdoor. Now, there's a difference. There's like a mega backdoor, which refers to 401ks. I'm not talking about that. This is just a regular, quote unquote, regular backdoor Roth IRA. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, in 2023, I only made 100K. I'm single, so I should be no problem. In 2024, I'll start funding my Roth. Sorry about that. As a business owner, I encourage people to look at the backdoor Roth from day one for two reasons. One, just like we talked about before with tax rates, you're rooting for your business to do much better than you've ever anticipated. And two, if you over contribute, if you start putting your money into a Roth and then you sit down in March of 2025 to go over 2024 and your accountant comes back and you're like, you made 180 grand as a single individual. You don't qualify for a Roth IRA, yet you funded it. I forget the specific procedure, but it's very complicated. And it's going to cost you money because they're going to have to unwind this and do all the paperwork. It's very complicated to unwind a Roth contribution that you overfunded. All, All these retirement accounts, if you overfund them or if you screw them up, it's very complicated for your accountant to reverse that and let the IRS know and what the penalty is and you pay it and all this stuff. So what I recommend for any entrepreneur, because again, you're trying to exceed these limits because that means your business is doing well. I would do the, the backdoor Roth IRA from day one. Even if you're under six figures and you just don't think there's a chance, I, I get it. But if you're trying to do like a monthly contribution so you can automate things, which again, I highly recommend that that mentality where you're like, okay, I can put $6,500 in 2023. 2024, I can do $7,000. So let's say you're just sitting there saying, all right, well, 7,000, by by 12. So that's like $500 a month. I'll just put that in each month. Which again, I highly encourage that because it gets it gets you in the habit. You don't have to try to, at the end of the year, save seven grand because you've been putting 580 bucks in each month. But again, I would do it through that backdoor method so that you never have to worry that you've overfunded it. Now, there's some rules with the backdoor Roth IRA. There's something called a pro rata rule, meaning that you, you need to make sure that when you're doing that conversion of the, the putting the non-taxable IRA money that's rolling in, each month for your back door, you need to make sure you don't have traditional IRA dollars or SEP IRA dollars sitting in an account because those get put into an equation that will increase your taxation because it's going to be a portion of all that IRA money that gets calculated when you do a conversion. So if you're going to do this, double check with your financial professional or tax professional because they need to double check this, this for you. But that's the basics. You need to make sure that you don't have any traditional IRA dollars, SEP IRA dollars out there that could get lumped into an equation when you start, start rolling seven grand over or 6,500 if we're talking about 2023. Now, one way around that, since we're still talking about the backdoor method, if you're listening to this, you're likely uh, a business owner, get yourself a 401k plan for the business. Now this gets, this gets more complicated if you have employees because now you can't do a solo 401k, but if you establish a 401k for your business, and let's say you have a big IRA or you have a big SEP IRA, whatever the case may be, you can now roll those dollars because you might be thinking, well, to get, how do I get rid of my IRA? Do I have to Roth convert it, do all these things, which could be expensive tax-wise, depending on the value. But you can establish a 401k for the business and then do direct rollovers from your IRA into your brand new 401k. And IRA dollars are not part of that equation when you're trying to figure out that pro rata rule to see what your taxation is going to be to do a backdoor Roth. So that's, a, that's like a cheap way to get around it is if you're like, yeah, I got this big SEP IRA because I've been funding that because of X, Y, and Z, this is a way around it. So highly recommend that, which is a perfect segue into my final strategy for 2020 that you can apply to 2023. Now, this is every year; it's not just there's not like a special rule. Every year, you get this tax overtime from January to April. So now, with the this is actually about the solo 401k, and there's a there's a big misconception out there because solo 401ks there's two separate quote-unquote deadlines that you need to be aware of. There's the notification deadline where you have to tell the IRS what you're doing. And then there's the contribution deadline, which is where you actually have to put the money in. And they're actually different. So for a solo 401k in 2023, three, you could put $22,500 into there. You could actually put a total of 66 grand, but we're talking about like the employee side, your deferral, you could put 22,5 in. Now the way that works for S Corp owners, you have, you have to put that 401k contribution, the employee side, on your W two. So that time frame is over unless you go back and amend your W two, but that you had until January 31st to make that designation because the IRS gets notified on January 31st via your W2 what your you as the employee did in your 401k now what's cool is the contribution deadline when you actually have to put the money in is due when your business tax return is due including extensions so business tax returns are due on March 15th if you have an S-corp or partnership but with extension that's September so you could have a solo 401k that you've in 2023, you told the IRS via your W 2, I'm going to put in 20 grand. But now you have another seven or eight months, depending on when you're listening to this, to actually put the money in. Now, that being said, if you're a business, you actually have to have filed the extension on your business return to extend that out. So, and just as a quick re- additional information on the, on the Solar 401k, again, you have. 225 which is your employee deferral then you have between matching and the after tax employee contrib- contribution which is for the the mega backdoor which is I could do a whole separate podcast on that that's 66000 total for 2023 2024 the employee side went to 23 grand with a total of 69000 so again for 20 the, the the key takeaway for the solo 401k is that you have you have until the business Tax return deadline to put in the amount that you said you would at the end of the year that went on your W 2. So that, that gives you a lot of overtime. You would know most of these, other than the sole 401k, these all end in April 15th. The last one that we'll get into, and I won't go into the details, is a set IRA. The set IRA you have until October to do. I don't like the set IRA unless you've sort of have no choice and you have basically, you didn't do anything else. And at the last minute, that's all you have left in October because that that one you can extend into October. I'm trying to see because I did a deep dive on that the solo 401k versus the SEP. I'm trying to find the episode for you guys. I'll eventually redo it again this entire year. Sorry, okay, yeah. So episode 96, I did the SEP IRA. But I do want to. I'll probably redo that because again, I'm redoing all the episodes. The one that I just did today. This is a redo of episode 28, which was April 2022. So. I'll get around to redoing the solo for 1K versus set by Ray. You're welcome to go back and listen to that episode of what I just say it was 90, 96. So it wasn't that long ago, actually. But yeah, I did that in early October because that was the last one left. So I, I try to make these timely. All right, guys, we're in the middle of tax preparation season. So if you're sitting down with your accountant right now and you're getting discouraged by how much you owed from 2023, a lot of tax preparation accountants, CPAs, enrolled agents. uh, A lot of times they don't offer the tax advisory services because they stay in their lane of tax filing. We purposely work with those types of accountants because we want to do the tax strategy. We want to architect the plan because we're forecasting what you're going to owe. If you need help with that, again, if you were discouraged from last year, reach out to us. I'm very active on Instagram, at the Pat Darby. Same with TikTok, but reach out to us, set it, book a discovery call, and let's talk about all the strategies we can help implement for you and your business. All right, guys, have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle. The links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes.